Welcome to the start of the game of Rassilon Season 3. I am Ben Padden, the GM, and before we begin, it's just a couple of quick announcements I wanted to go over with you. Firstly, quick heads up. We will probably be starting pretty much every episode this season with a quick little bit of pre-waffle. Get it out of the way. We don't want to put a break in the middle. We don't want to put it at the end where no one will hear it. So we will be putting it at the top of the episode. We will try to keep it quick. We don't want to bombard you with stuff. We know you want to get on with the show. So we're going to get through things very quickly. Firstly, we're doing a live show. Now, we know that you can't actually go anywhere because there's you know, a pandemic. But what we're doing instead is a live stream. Usually around this time of year, we would have done a live show at Gallifrey One, the big Doctor Who convention here in Los Angeles. Unfortunately, because of COVID, Gallifrey One had to postpone to next year. We still want to do a live show. So we're going to do one. And what's more, it's going to be absolutely free. You'll be able to watch it at our YouTube channel on March 27th at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and 8 p.m. GMT. Check you out. Real genuine time travelers. If you want to go over to the YouTube channel, you can do that now. You can go to bit.ly slash YouTube. That's all one word, lowercase, bit.ly slash YouTube. Go over, subscribe to the channel, ring that bell so you get notifications. We will be releasing more information about the live show as we get closer to the date. But for now, mark your calendars. March 27th, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. if you're in the UK. Also, we've launched a Patreon. It's something we've been wanting to do for a while. We started planning for it during season two and we wanted to make sure that there was enough material on launch day. We have behind the screen content for most of the adventures of season two, including interviews with people like Dino Andrade, who played the master during season two, and a first interview with Kate as she joined the crew. And there's going to be additional behind-the-screen stuff for upcoming adventures as they progress during Season 3. Uh, there'll be bonus one-shot adventures that will be run by other members of the team. And there'll also be a clean download, without us talking over it, of the Game of Rassilon theme tune. You'll be able to download that clean and have it as a ringtone or just have it, listen to it. And I'll also be sitting down with Drew Krasowski, who created that amazing theme tune, to talk about what went into making it. So that's going to be very exciting as well. All of that will be available to you for just $5 a month. We're only offering the one tier, and at that tier you get access to all of it. If you want to go ahead and support us, you can do so at patreon.com slash pod. Thank you to everyone who follows us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are there as Pod. And if you ever want to find out what we're up to immediately in the now, you can find it on the Patreon, or we will occasionally do posts at Adventures in Time and Dot Space. That's the Game of Wrestling website, Adventures in Time and Dot Space. Right, I've spent enough time waffling. Thank you for listening. We're going to crack on with the first episode of the first serial of Season 3 of the Game of Wrestling. Let's take it away. <laughs> And welcome to this, the season three premiere of the game of Rassilon. It's been about three months uh, since our last episode. We took a little break because that's how we roll. And now we're back and we're ready to roll actual dice 
and tell amazing and unique Doctor Who stories. If this is your first time with us, welcome. If you are returning, uh, you know it's, you know the drill is. It's fine. Uh, we're going to go around the horn and introduce everyone. My name is Ben Padden. Uh, I am the game master of the podcast. Uh, so I get to basically throw scenarios at our players and then they get to decide what they're doing. Uh, we have uh, also with us our engineer, uh, Michael Nixon. Hi, it's me. I'm Michael Nixon, the engineer. Uh, I co-write the scenarios with the wonderful Game Master Ben, and uh, together we figure out how we are going to torment these people. Uh, and as Ben said, the, the idea here is that this could be your first time listening to a Doctor Who adventure, your first time listening to a actual play podcast adventure. Um, so yeah, welcome to the the table Although we're all meeting virtually, you know. Yeah. As for, which you've been doing for nearly a year now. Yeah, I know. I'm just making clear lately. to the people at yeah. home who may be joining us. Th- every episode could be somebody's first episode. Is what I'm. I'm so know. we should do this every. Okay, the good note. We should do this every episode. Let's let's uh, introduce our players. And uh, uh, do we start? Should we start with our doctor or with our companions? How do we want to do this? You should roll a dice. No, I think you should start with the doctor. <laughs> Let's start with our doctor, our esteemed doctor, uh, starting her third season in the role of Riley Silverman. Hi, uh, I, I was trying to decide if I was going to do this in character as a doctor or out of character <laughs> as Riley. Or, you know, further out of character as Florence. No. Um, <laughs> what? This whole time, Riley's been a fake person. Hi, I'm Riley Silverman, <laughs> and this is my third season playing the doctor on the game of Rassilon. And, um, yeah, so we, my doctor is, for those of you who are newer to the show, my doctor was kind of loosely inspired by, I'd say, I'd say the three doctors that she's the most like is, of course, Kevorkian, and, no, uh, she's, <laughs> her three doctors that she most is like are Tom Baker, Peter Capaldi, and Jodie Whittaker, and I, I had initially, and I think we actually, I'm not wrong, am I? We actually started working on the show prior to when Jody's first episode aired. Yeah, we haven't seen any Jody yet because we started recording in early 2018, no, mid 2018. Like, I want to say around September of 2018. So we hadn't even seen a frame of Jody as the Doctor yet. Yeah, I think we'd only uh, had seen her pull her hood down and that was about it. Yeah. yeah, At least when I was involved. Um, So it was hard to, like, really, like, use her as an emphasis for, like, my character sheet or inspiration for my character sheet. But, um, so I kind of, I, I modeled my character off of the fourth Doctor's character sheet, and then we added some stuff to it. But just to give a general vague idea, we, we, we haven't numbered my Doctor. I am some, uh, amalgamous future incarnation of the Doctor that we haven't really defined. Although, according to Chibnall, we could also be some distant past Doctor if we wanted to, but we're not doing that. <laughs> um, which would have been, like, they, the show gave us such an opportunity at the end of the season to have, have changed our entire history, but we didn't take it. Um, but yeah, so... Um, just a real quick rundown. I've rambled a lot already. My doctor has a very '90s aesthetic to her, and that's indicated by the fact that when she, when her TARDIS uh, first, when she first regenerated her TARDIS, crashed in the 1990s, and she had to rebuild it from parts she could find then. So that's kind of just stuck with her and imprinted upon her. So she's very like space buns, Doc Martens, uh, skater skirt, black tights kind of doctor. And um, I we I, I addressed this at the beginning of the show in season one, but it hasn't been brought up again in a while. Is that uh, as as those who know me or know of me already know that I am a transgender woman, and we've never officially declared it canon or not that this is a trans incarnation of the Doctor, and I kind of like it that way, but I don't like to say one way or the other because I think it's important for people who want to have the Doctor be trans to be able to have that, but I also don't want to have to get into the nitty-gritty of what, what does it mean if one incarnation of a character has dysphoria when other incarnations have not, and there's a lot to unpack there, but the way we've been playing the show 
is as if I, Riley Silverman, the real-life living, breathing person, was cast to play the Doctor on a show, which is what happened. So, like, if I was cast to play the Doctor on the BBC series Doctor Who, I would play it as myself, and that's who I would be. And so that's how we're playing it on on this as well. So, like, my Doctor looks like me, she sounds like me, and, and she does what I think is a is a passable British accent. It's not effective. It's not very good. But I also cannot abide an American accent in my Doctor, so I try my best. Um, but I, I think that it is definitely the thing that if I was playing the Doctor on TV show would get the most hate mail. I think it's not the fact that I'm trained, <laughs> but the fact that my accent sounds like like I'm in that movie Wild Mountain Time or something like that. So <laughs> Perfect. Amazing. Uh, and joining Riley's Doctor, we have two companions. Uh, we have... Uh, I, I, I'll let Dan just introduce his companion, Dan Peck, also joining us for the start of, the, of his third season. Yes, hello, I am Dan. I play Travis Killian, uh, this doctor's OG companion. Uh, uh, he is a librarian from New Jersey in 1998, who then found himself whisked away to a life of space travel, time travel, and adventure, uh, including to parallel universes, um, he now has an upgraded digital brain. Uh, go back and listen to the past two seasons if you want more of an explanation for that, because I don't have it's fun the to listen all to, to describe it right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, he's a he's a happy go lucky. Uh, I mean, he's seen some things, but he's still happy go lucky twenty four year old uh, who loves traveling with the doctor more than anything else in the world. And I love playing with all of you, so there's Aww. a bit of a symmetry to that. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. And, uh, uh, I also, also want to point out for those who are not the four, uh, the five of us recording right now, that Dan is wearing a T-shirt of the Thirteenth Doctor's uh, rainbow stripe. So Perfect. yes, I did yes. that for you because you're the only people who can see me. I should have put my scarf on, but it's it's not that chilly in here, and also I don't want to. And uh, our our other companion, uh, who joined us midway ish through season two, uh, is Kate Lay. That's right. Thank you. Thank you one and all. I would like to accept this award. Of... Oh, um, Kate. Kate just, uh, what? Kate, we're not, we're not giving you an award right now. We're just telling you. Oh. oh. Um, yes, as you realized all now, I'm not the OG companion, but I am the new G, the 5G companion. She's the new uh... hotness. <laughs> Dan's, Dan's the old and busted. Kate's the new hotness. Yeah. Uh, Carrie it's very Drew, true. I am your favorite chaotic neutral. Uh, I will absolutely not make any choices that make any sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it will always be a good time. So that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm here for. <laughs> okay, oh, make... I'll, I'll give you chaotic good. I think you've been chaotic good. Oh, chaotic good? Okay, I'll totally take chaotic yeah. good. I was going to just leave it at chaotic neutral because the the chaos is the... Yeah. Is the main point of all of I this. Just, I guess I think Cat Neutral, I think of like Philippa Giorgio on Discovery, and I don't think that Kate falls into that. I think like. No. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. She loves chicken nuggies. She is a chaotic good. She has no idea what she's doing, but she will always act first. And that's that's really all you need to know about Carrie. I think the finer details. We, we don't really have to get into. We yeah. just, that's that's really the essence of my role-playing when it comes to her. <laughs> is... She's she's from a little bit more like contemporaneous, like Burbank 2019, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The, mo- the more current it can be, she's going to fit that in. But not too current. Not, not 
this is this is totally pre-pandemic mindset. Mm-hmm. Yes, canonically, so. you were picked up uh, beginning of November 2019 by the Doctor. Right. So you also have not seen The Rise of Skywalker. Though you are, I have not. a large Star or Wars season fan. two or, of the Mandalorian, or right. season two of the, or the finale of or season the, one of the Mando, or the final, She's got a final lot of, season yeah. of. I missed the Lego Star Wars special that happened this year. <laughs> the final season of Clone Wars. You That's right, Clone. That I, yeah, Clone Wars happened this year too. Mm-hmm. You guys also. Carrie Tiger finally King. understands Travis's struggle. Season but three the good of Star Wars. No, no, she doesn't. Star Wars. She, Star Wars Squadron. Because she's ignorant oh, yeah, to it. Oof. Like her phone isn't updated to like 2020 times. As, as like we haven't made that canon yet, so she's still ignorant of like the new Star Wars. There is no new Star Wars. Meanwhile, the Doctor is like, "Oh, you guys, you you've got to watch the Acolyte. It's just like the best. It just it takes a, <laughs> takes the, the franchise in a whole different direction." And Leslie Headland is just. We finally get to touch stellar. the High Republic. The High Republic. Yeah. So get high with the High oh, Republic. Oh well, you know the books alone. I mean, our friend Kevin Scott, who's written about me quite a few times, has actually uh, written some stuff about that as well, and it's very good. Anyway, um. Okay, so is everyone ready to roll? Yeah, I had my iced tea. All right. Okay. Uh, and introducing uh, Carrie at the end makes the most sense because the beginning of this adventure picks up from uh, <gasps> it's a, my choice, dream. a choice that Carrie made. And we That's... join we join the crew of the TARDIS as the TARDIS rocks from side to side. The time rotor at the center of the console churning up and down with a speed neither Travis nor Carrie have seen before. The familiar wheezing groaning of the engines ramping up in speed and intensity and the doctor moves around the console pressing buttons pulling levers hitting switches this is her latest attempt to fulfill carrie's absolutely bonkers request and land the tardis in the middle of toontown and given the amount of smoke now rising from the center of the tardis console it is not going terribly well uh doctor i'm gonna have you do a space-time navigation role we've not done one of these before this is you piloting the tardis and i need you to give me ingenuity plus technology please okay and do i get any sorts of like technically adept or or time lord or any sorts of bonus i'm gonna give you plus two for time lord uh plus two for feel the turn of the universe and i'm also gonna give you uh plus two for time travel i think is on there as well okay um yeah so that's gonna be plus that, six is, to... that is on there plus six okay so that's okay just just as a heads up my base is a 17 to begin this that's role. pretty good so let's just go ahead and uh, see how that goes um um oh my god <laughs> to start the show up I just rolled double sixes. Yes. <laughs> so that so brings us to, I believe, a 29? Uh, 29? 12? 29 is, yeah. 29 is great. It does, It better be. Are you kidding me? If it's not, if it's not is, great, is, we might as well quit the show now. 29, 29 is very good. Unfortunately, uh, that does not pass the roll on this particular check. Sparks and flames rise up from parts of the TARDIS Unfortunately, console. Unfortunately, it's as, physically impossible for you to pass this roll. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't write the game. Oh, you know what? You know what? Go ahead. I'll spend. I'll spend a story point. Does that get me up to uh, pass the roll? Shawshank. Uh, no. Sparks and flames rise up from parts of the TARDIS console as the ship spins and shakes violently. And I would like everybody at this point to do a coordination and athletics check. I really thought season three we wouldn't start every episode with a coordination and athletics check. It's tradition. All right, I I got a um, I got I got twelve, twelve for that one. Eleven. Eesh. Seven. Oh. Okay. The Doctor and Travis 
Uh, Live. You are both going to take one hit to your uh, coordination. Oh, I would wow. like to spend a story point to avoid that, please. Uh, the doctor is going to take one hit to her coordination. Okay. Um, uh, Carrie, you are going to take one hit to coordination and one hit to strength. Wow. Uh, as the TARDIS full on uh, does like a 90 degree uh, tip and knocks you all uh, on your backsides. Um, and, I, uh, I think the justification for Travis not getting hurt is that he has encountered so many hard landings in the TARDIS. <laughs> he sort of figured out a way to brace himself just enough. Yeah, I like to like imagine Travis butt. has actually made himself like a, a TARDIS pod, like a, like a seat that he's like, like added cushions to over time. Like every time he said he's got like a loose <laughs> spot to give himself a little bit more of a padding. And there's a seatbelt. Yeah. Whereas the doctor was running around the console when it happened, so it makes sense that she was thrown a bit. Travis the, is crazy uh, like Gunther. Well, I was going to ask four. if I could spend a story point oh, yeah, just to, like... Because, like, that would knock me down to a one and then a two. Yeah, and, oof. look, i am already shot myself enough in the kneecaps when I designed Carrie, so I'm going to spend you want if one you, or two? If you want, you, if you want to clear both of those hits, you can spend two story points. If okay. you want to pick one, then you can I'm, just do one. Then I'm down to eight. Let's do this. Um, I'm gonna take mine because I already get such high rolls anyway as a result of being a time lord in my stats. So I will go ahead and give myself the hamper there a little bit. Like I'll, sure. I'll go governor my uh, rolls a little bit. Sure. Uh, so yeah, uh, Travis and Carrie are able to kind of brace themselves against their their protected pods or the railings in the TARDIS and the Doctor unfortunately despite having undeniably the most experience in the TARDIS uh, slips and, uh, and and whacks herself on her side and, and takes one hit to coordination oh. uh, but the TARDIS, uh, the TARDIS settles now and the time rotor has stopped churning up and down uh, and uh, the, the TV VCR combo unit that is fitted to the console um, does not show Toontown it does not show anywhere in fact it just shows only the depths of space and it becomes clear that the Doctor's latest attempt to take her companions to Toontown has failed. All right. All right. First of all, we're going to have words later. I, I'm saying to the console, the TARDIS, because I'm sore. <laughs> that, you know, first of all, you, you can warn me. You don't need, we don't, we don't throw things when we're mad at them. That's not how we behave. That's for, so just, just, we're going to have words. Um, second of all, all right. And then I turn to Carrie and I go, all right. So we have tried several things um i you know i did i did try to take us to to disneyland uh but they are closed for some reason um and then i also i did i did try to take us to um you know uh, the the symphony where they recorded all of the original music that was recorded for looney tunes um but they uh they were not as they had a stricter dress code than I thought they would, and I, I apologize for that, <laughs> for not not checking ahead of time. Um, I'm trying to think of, of what else happened. Um, I wish I had like thought of a list of things that Doctor tried. I'm trying to improvise it, and all I've had is orchestra and the Disney thing. Because um, I, I also have one that I want to pitch to you guys as an actual episode, so I don't want to like say it out loud and have it not right. be something we can use from now on. Um, Alright, so we tried the orchestra, and then um, we also... Um, okay, there was... I, I, I will admit that 
I understand why you were aggravated when I went to the Apple Music offices and said, It's Toontown! And you like thought you didn't appreciate the pun. And I understand. I get it. I get why that was like a bit of a bait and switch. So I apologize uh, for that. And then, of course... It was nice listening to those Beatles songs, though. Yeah, it was great. I mean... All of them. Everyone playing at at one time. Yeah, it, it was good. You know what, Thomas? You make a good point. It was definitely better to separate them out as different songs and listen to them one by one uh, instead of... Uh, you know, by the way, fun fact, I actually went to a timeline where there weren't any Beatles and there was just one guy who played all the songs himself. Anyway, um, as for... We were, when, when was that? Oh, uh, yesterday. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Dan. I, I, I realized more. that as you... I, I almost, like... <laughs> didn't know how to answer and then I then I realized what you were setting me up for I was like oh my god the timing bam bam cool um alright um and then of course I personally thought the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was awesome I think that was great Cleveland does rock indeed uh in fact turns out they just changed their team name anyway I learned that from my system but Carrie I am I, I have to admit this and I, I I don't like saying it but in all my years of traveling time and space and it's been cool Wait a bit. Um, you, Carrie, have stumped me. And I, I, I don't know how to find what it is that you want. So I've come up with a solution. I am going to cut myself out as the middle woman. The, the midpoint here. Uh, because, you know what? The TARDIS has not thrown me that hard since the first time I became a woman. So I will let you know that I, I think that whatever I'm doing right now is not working. And I've, I've heard a quote that is a little bit uh, a misunderstanding of mental health, but it does state the, the foolishness of doing the same thing over and over again and trying different results. So here's what we're going to do. Carrie Boo, I have never been stumped before, and I, I admit that I'm wrong, and so I will bring you over. Come here. Come on over to the console. <sighs> you have to to drive it um, by well, myself? N- well, no. Um, uh, how dare? But um, um, <laughs> it's 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 a little complicated. But it's less that it's less that you're going to drive it, it's, and more that I'm no longer going to drive it. It's going to drive itself, but it's going to drive itself based on you. So here's what I. Yeah, really, because it seems complicated when I say it, and I know what's happening. So, um, I... Here. And she opens up a panel on the console. You've never seen her open before. And, and what it is, is she kind of, like, pulls out this almost, like, Cerebro-style helmet that she, like, hands to you. And is like, if if you're okay with it, I would like it if you would put this on your head. Don't worry, it's been... It's, it's clean in there. It's fine. It sanitizes. And it does... Um, and and yeah, yep, that's it. Yeah, so uh, now that's what it is. Kate has just pulled out an Eeyore pillow. Uh, so instead of being, I'm, I'm retconning it. And instead of being a Cerebro style helmet, it is a giant cushiony thing that has these elaborate donkey ears that hang down. Yeah, this wasn't the original hardware, but I, you know, why wouldn't you if you had the opportunity, right? So I put yeah. it in there. Disney um, stores were very popular in the 90s. It very, makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, Travis, I, I appreciate the commentary, Travis. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I have. Uh, Travis, um, by the way, if you have ever gone to play at Disney's arcade, you should before they're gone. Um, so, spoilers, sorry. Um, I can't remember what those things are called. The Disney, like, the, like, Disney, essentially they're, like, 
their attempt to be like Discovery Zone, where they had like a Disney like it was only like one and anyway. Oh, it was called an Adventure Zone, I think. No, no, or it was Game its own Zone. Thing. No, it was its own. Well, GameWorks was owned by Sega, but Disney, <laughs> Disney had like a mall like location mm-hmm. place that was like a party spot. Oh no, I don't remember this. I just remember the '90s Disney store. So then I I, I basically she puts that on you, and then she opens up a little console panel that in previous versions of the of, of this TARDIS had this weird like jelly like substance you could put your fingers into she doesn't okay. have that instead she pulls out that was more for the people who know the show to know what i'm referring to yeah but she pulls out instead she actually has little like gloves that also match the, the your your helmet it looks like she's, she's like hardwired yes. these like gloves michael has a pitch can they be uh, power gloves yes Little, ah! I will say this is power a little bit late. Hand? A little bit late in the timeline. They did, they did do left um, and right. That hand. is more mid eighties, but um, I'm thinking maybe was, there was like a leftover. I think box. I think one I is that one is one of those, and the other one is just an isotoner that has had like like gator clips attached to it. So it's like very Ooh. much her just trying to like make. Um, so because they did, I don't think they made lefty power gloves, but um, yeah. So she puts those on, and and then she's like, "All right, carry." I want you to this this device okay. is a psychic circuit. This you are now your brain is connected directly to the heart of my TARDIS, and I'm one. I want you to to just let go of all conscious thought, and I want you to just zoom in as hard as you can on the idea of what Toontown means to you. And like that Ooh. nugget of personal desire for where you want to go, and let the TARDIS figure it out, because I am done. And then the TARDIS, <laughs> and then the Doctor walks away and like cracks open a Diet Dr Pepper and just like sits down in a chair and like is like having, a, and she's having a break because she's like I have tried so hard and I've lost, so the two of you can talk it out. And then she sits down and she just relaxes. Amazing! I love it so much. Um, now I'll let so, you play this out with the, with the GM. Yeah, yeah I have a I have a question. I'm technically yeah. inept. Is this gonna go haywire? Uh, it is. It is not. Uh, all I want you to so describe to me what Carrie is thinking of when Carrie thinks about Toontown and what Toontown is. What is Carrie picturing in her mind right now? Right. Um. This the weight of this actual pillow on my head is is. You is, can take the pillow helping. off. Oh, it is no, open. I'm actually loving it. No, oh, there. Goodbye. It, it just melted. Goodbye. Therapeutic. Goodbye. You know what just happened was, was that you said that, and the pillow went, "Oh bother," and got off your head, and it <laughs> felt unwanted and sad. It was literally a sad sack. It was. Oh. Anyway, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for having the sh- I've been having the time you. on the show. Cool. I appreciate it's been it. a pleasure. Um, um. So as Carrie's sitting there, she's ruminating and trying to empty her mind. Um, and focus on one that doctor is asking her. And I would say for somebody who is just always pistons firing, it's very difficult to get that quiet mm. inside her brain. Um, but she tries to focus hard because she doesn't really want to get whiplash again because that was pretty, pretty horrible. Uh-huh. I just spend two story points for that, okay? Don't have very many. <laughs> um, so she starts focusing on the idea of 
curiosity because that's kind of what Toontown resembles um, or personifies in her mind. This is the idea of curiosity because anything can be drawn and made real. There's a lot of non-science or fact-based parameters that exist there and it kind of feeds into why she loves a specific franchise that's a little bit more science magic than science fiction Mm -hmm. um yeah i would say she hangs on to that so i guess it's up to you guys to take where that goes yeah that's perfect um the various dials and cogs and wheels on the TARDIS console, you can hear some of them pinging and squeaking and turning, there's a sound of the keyboard kind of typing on itself um, and then um, a uh, the, the, something on the TARDIS console goes ding and the TDVCR combo starts to show a progress bar uh, like a Windows 95 style progress bar with the animation of the paper slowly swifting um and uh, the bar is uh, is at 0% right now, and it's giving an ETA of about 8 hours. Um, but the screen is telling you it is it, it, it believes it can calculate a course. Here's how long it's going to take to calculate that course to the destination uh, that Carrie uh, visualized in her mind. So you've got about well, When eight, I heard the ding, of hours. course, I assume that one of my companions is a Saigon. So now I'm trying to figure out which one of them that is, because my machine went ding. So, no, I'm sorry. There's stuff. <laughs> so yeah, you've got you've got eight hours to kill. What do you uh, what do you want to do? Um, is anybody up for playing Among Us? It's really fun. Um, <laughs> I was I gonna know. ask if anybody had seen the film. Who framed? Roger of course, Rabbit. Oh. No. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, wait. That's a genius idea. Yeah. It, it it won't take the full eight hours, but well, I mean, I know. Yeah. Two. I mean. I mean, I'll have that. Let's let's go see a movie. Yay! Do you have a, a movie in mind? Clearly, um, no, no. We're watching. We're we're watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's the film. Yeah, but we're well, going there. But like, gotta... rather than just like sit around and 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 watch the movie here, what if what if I just oh oh travis and carrie you're gonna love this you're gonna love this so much and then i run over to the console and i put in the coordinates for los angeles california and i put in the coordinates to man's chinese theater and i am attempting to take us to the premiere date of who framed roger rabbit at the chinese theater that's perfect i love that 80s all right, the the tar- the time rotor on the TARDIS begins to uh, squeak up and down, up and down as the TARDIS is in flight, traveling through time and space. I mean, the eighties are um, good, but the nineties were anyway. Sorry, go And the 80s are a relatively easy era to get to, provided you don't miss and accidentally hit seventies. But sure, why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's hard to tell. Uh, that's a conversation to have with uh, with with John Pertwee. Uh, but the. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know yeah. what? You know what? Yes, that's exactly what happens. Is that I, I, 
So, just for the fun of this, just for the fun of, like, a story happening, is that I think that I put in an 80s date, but because I'm I'm always confused about which point of my life happened in the 70s or the 80s, <laughs> I think that I put in the 70s. So I want to see what you guys do with that if I say oh, the 70s. Oh, 1978? No, yes. This is fine. Um, you, uh, the, the time runner goes up and down. You can, you can hear the engines grinding and groaning and wheezing. And then there is that shunk as the TARDIS has landed. All right, now this this is very important. Um, stick with me because I've got the tickets and I hold up my my psychic paper and <laughs> and go. So, um, oh wait, that's what that's what you're wearing. Both. The... Is this not is this not hip? We're, we're going to a film. That's what premiere. they say, right? Hip. Um, I mean, everyone says that, but I'm saying like you're you're dressed, Carrie. You're dressed like you just came from. I mean, no offense, because it's your job, but you came just like you came from work. You wearing a hoodie and jeans and a fanny pack. And Travis, you're wearing and you're still wearing a millet. You're wearing Millie's bomber jacket and button down. We're going to a film premiere. What what is wrong with you people? And then the doctor like goes running out of the room and comes running back in the room, and she's basically wearing a, a, a kind of a version of her Spyhard thing, where she has like the tuxedo style, like she has like a bow tie. Spyfall, yes. Yeah, not Spyfall. No, Spyhard. Not the Leslie Nielsen spy comedy Spyhard. She is wearing the Spyfall. She's wearing, like, like essentially, she's wearing a longer but dressier version of her normal coat. And she's still wearing, like, she's wearing, like, a nicer, like, her black skirt that she normally wears has, like, tuxedo style, like, the stripe down the side, like, like, tuxedo pants would have. And Mm. her, um... Her normal Doc Martin style boots are like my, are like made of black velvet now, and oh, I love it. Yeah, because I have a pair of those and I love it. Those are like my dressy boots when I went. Oh yeah, we saw them when we were at the Doc Martin's uh, flagship store in London. We saw we saw those. There. Nice. Mine from mine are from Target, but I appreciate knowing that there is <laughs> there's the real Doc um, Mine 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 are definitely uh, med student Martin, um, but they are. Um, yeah, they are. <laughs> it's the Dr. Pib of Yeah, of undergrad boots. pre-med Martin boots. But um anyway, they they so I have I have those on. I've got my 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 black tights still, my cool skirt with the, with tuxedo things. I got like a cool like dressy tuxedo style shirt. I do have the bow tie, the bow ties are cool, and my hair is up in space buns still. I but I've got it. like cool like glittery things up in my hair. My hair is done up, and somehow having left the room and come back I have like a really glamorous bit of makeup on. Like I'm looking, I'm looking hot. So, and I look at them and I'm like, let's go. Get what, what, why are we still dressed? We're going to a film premiere, people. Come on, get excited. I, I know last time I tried to find the wardrobe, I ended up in a pool. Well, don't go to the pool then. Go to your room and get some clothes. They're in the closet. <laughs> yeah. This is like, this is that. like, this is like those, those children in England all over again. I'm just saying, I need you to just, guys, we're having fun. We've got eight hours to kill. Take ten minutes to get dressed. I think Carrie chooses um, that eighties does forties women's suit. So Ooh. just like mm. the the deep V line. I'm thinking purple, like oh, yes. an amethyst purple and velvet, but mm. with a the satin on the collar, and that's like the detailing because that's so eighties with the super sharp shoulders. And I'm yes. thinking cigarette line pants and then flats, but like loafers, like those like velvet loafers. And um, 
just so you guys know, um, since we're going into the 70s, so Roger Rabbit was de- released on June 22nd in 1988. So what happened on June 22nd, 1978 is Charon, the, one of the satellites of P- Pluto, was discovered. <laughs> just just fun, so you guys a, know. That's a fun I'm thing just, to know. I just, I just, that. That. Just, to be, just to be fair, I, I, I definitely will. knew all about Charon. I've, hung, I've, had some, I've been on some pretty good parties on Charon, so... Um, yeah. Also, I know Karen, the boatman, he's also a good dude. He's a very nice gentleman. Very misunderstood by history, but, you know. Anyway. I also made I a would note also... about the, uh, the Spy Hard box set, which is coming soon. Uh, <laughs> I was also just going to mention there's like a little layer of cat hair right at the bottom of her pants because it's a velvet suit. Nice. And yeah. there's now two cats, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah. it's definitely Oh, the doctor definitely has happening. a limp brush on board that she's helping you with. While we're waiting for Travis, you know, men always take longer to get ready, so. <laughs> Travis makes really detailed decisions. He just takes a long time. You, We just throw on a, a jacket and a pair of pants and say it's good to go. Is Travis, it, needs Travis to dress it's layers. all that hair of his. He has to style it so long. Well. <laughs> Travis emerges in a pair of short shorts and a Pearl Jam t-shirt. Nah. <laughs> no, what, what is, I mean, guys only have a choice of one outfit when it comes to premieres, so he's just putting on a tux, but the reason he's taking so long is he cannot tie his bow tie, so like he comes out almost fully yep. dressed and says, Doctor, can you help me, please? Uh, I think I know how to tie a bow tie, and then I tie it wrong. Um, and then I, I, yeah, I, I, give him, I give him a bow tie, and then I go, you know what? No, and then I take off the bow tie and I give you a bow. Oh tie. no, definitely not. Like, like, no. <laughs> and then okay, I, I try to do it. If you stop yeah. me, then I put it in my pocket, and then I give you your bow tie. Yeah. Just, All just, right. just wear it loose, Travis. It makes you look like a shark, not a sheep. No, no, okay? I, I think Travis would actually like the opportunity to, you know, because you know, presumably the TARDIS made this, so is this is a bespoke tuxedo. So I think he's actually like feeling kind of confident in it because it fits so well yeah yeah i think that my jacket my coat like where like my coat normally has like the clockwork like gears and stuff in it i think it still has something kind of like that but it's like those like velvet like crushed velvet designs that are in a coat but it's like black on black it's not completely obvious yeah it's very it's very like it's very like brocade like it's very like intricate and working and maybe maybe like a couple roses worked in i've seen some pretty cool designs in velvet that are like black rose on so that's how her, her coat looks. All right. Yes. So everyone everyone is is dressed and and looking good. Uh, what do you do? Go to the movies. Wear a clan of suits. All right. You you step outside of the TARDIS to see the word Chinese uh, beneath a sky that is briefly blue at the top and rapid rapidly gradiating uh, down to a sullen yellow gray. But it's not the sky that's the disappointing part here. It's the destination. You see, you are not, in fact, standing in front of the Chinese theater in Hollywood. Instead, you are standing outside of a Chinese restaurant called the Golden Chef. I almost made a, a part joke of... about that, and then I realized that's what you actually were doing. <laughs> in a part of town that Carrie recognizes as North Hollywood, just a little ways northwest of the Hollywood Burbank Airport. And around you, you see people in denim jeans, crop tops, Big shirts, pencil skirts, sweaters that are slightly too big, and jeans that are slightly too high at the waist. You Gotta Be by Desiree blares from the window of a passing car, and a nearby billboard promotes the impending theatrical release of a Goofy movie. This is North Hollywood, Los Angeles. It is the spring of 1995, and you are about a decade too late. 
Oh. But there's a, a lot of people inside the Chinese restaurant right now. It smells great. All right, well, I guess, is... do you want to hang out here? Should we try again? This is the 90s. I hate the 90s. <laughs> do you remember the 90s? Oh, no! I don't need to remember it to hate it. A goofy movie. Come I, on. I... Okay, well, first of all, Carrie, I have liked you a lot up until this moment in time, and now I'm starting to have second thoughts, because the 90s <laughs> are amazing. I spent a lot of time here, and the people were very kind. Um, Look, Doctor, the early 2000s were a little bit better than the 90s, okay? Oh. Should I not be listening oh, to I'm this sorry. conversation, I guess, <laughs> I guess. I guess living in the uh, the age of terrorism was fantastic for you, and, the and you know, Fine. Oh yeah, yeah. A perpetual war that hasn't ended still is definitely a better situation than like I don't know having some pretty awesome grunge music. I understand. Um, um, tra- Travis is <laughs> Doctor. Let's just Travis agree. is listening to this. Like, I'm sorry. The age of what? The ongoing <laughs> what? <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Du- you're gonna hate Florida. Anyway. Um. Oh look, it's Clown Liquor. Oh, don't get robbed there. A friend of mine got robbed there once. It was not good for her. Um. <laughs> We could just agree, Doctor, that the future is just better than the 90s, okay? So, like, uh, do we have to stay here? Uh, no, we don't. We, 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 I mean, do you guys, do you want some crab rangoon? We could I mean, that. I could eat. I mean, I'm I mean, dressed I'm for hungry. dinner. I could eat. All right, yeah. well, let's just, let's get some, let's get some crab rangoon, and then we'll get some, and, you know, anything else you want. I mean, you can get whatever else you want. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, those, I, I will those say ten the sushi selection can't... of this era is not very good. Um, so the Chinese place is probably better than the sushi place. Um, Why would you get sushi at a Chinese restaurant, Doctor? It's the valley. Every <laughs> restaurant is like six has like six different flavors. Have you if you've oh, never doctor. been to like teriyaki hamburger donut? It's still it's delightful and it's Do- just... Doctor, Doctor. We did, oh, I have so much to teach you about the different cuisines. All right, all right. Every, I feel like every well, no, no. Time Lord just is clear, warned. I just... understand the cuisines. What I'm saying is that, <laughs> that that a lot of restaurants capitalize on the fact that people don't understand the restaurant cuisine difference, <laughs> and they sell multiple cuisines within their restaurant. That's why I said teriyaki hamburger, ice cream, donut, because that's what's happening right now. For the listeners, <laughs> there is a real place that has a teriyaki milkshake sign. Oh, there are yeah. lots of those places all over the valley. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it. I actually know. And, and just to be clear, I have definitely seen Chinese restaurant menus that have added sushi to their because they know why people yes. buy sushi. And that's what I was yes. trying to get at. Was they haven't quite oh, yeah. hit that mark where there's like I think the I think ninety five is just before there was a sushi place on every corner of Los Angeles. So all the Asian restaurants yes. were just adding sushi to their menus. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That was definitely so we, that was definitely not a case of me saying let's get sushi at a Chinese place. Like I thought sushi was Chinese. That was very much making fun of the level of restaurant fusionness that's happened in Los oh, Angeles. Oh no, and that's what I was okay. saying as well. <laughs> okay, it's cool. just like why would you ever try to get sushi at a Chinese restaurant? Yeah. I was making fun of the fusion as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you just you. Yeah. It's like trying yeah. to get a hamburger at a taco place. Well, Del Taco does have a good burger. So yeah. Um, I, <laughs> Uh, we 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 clock wipe to you eating burritos outside of the Chinese restaurant. We're a little early for sushi burritos. So. Uh, what do you uh, what, what do you what did you all get from the Chinese place? Let's imagine <gasps> sitting in one of those like little metal outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting yeah. us do this. Wait, yeah, is it lunchtime get? or dinner time? Um, it's, it's, it's probably just after or kind of during the lunch rush. There are people here. Okay. because the line's not very long. Because it matters, because lunch specials are different than yeah. dinner specials, so I needed to know. Um, I'm going to go with the number 
It's usually a number five, I think, is like what it's listed on, if I remember correctly. But it's the fried egg noodles mm. with the seafood with the bok choy and ca- I would out order it without carrots at all and carrots. Okay. Sorry, I'm getting really lost in this. I'm freaking hungry. <laughs> <laughs> like I really I started describing it for the listeners and I was like, and we and then like my brain just went off because I'm just like, pulling oh. up Grubhub on your phone as you describe <laughs> your meal. I do. Um but since it's lunch wait, no, but that's not a lunch special and Carrie would definitely get a Hold on, you gotta come back to me now, because now I'm going like, no, that wouldn't, because I would absolutely get a lunch special that gives you, like, the appetizer with the egg roll. Yeah, you don't have to be too specific about it, you can go with that. Yeah, you know what, I'm gonna just do that, because I get my hot and sour soup, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna... I'm going to be happy with that. All right. Travis, what did, uh, what I did you I think Travis order? immediately goes to order the barbecue spare ribs, but then realizes he's in a tuxedo, and there's a very good chance of him making a mess <laughs> of it. So, uh, so he doubles yeah, the order. So, uh, I, I, I think uh, maybe just uh, beef fried rice as an entree. Cool. Mm. And Doctor? Um, I think in honor of my father, I will say that she orders uh, shrimp toast. And uh, I think that she also has a, a maybe a scallion pancake. Oh, actually, you know what? I don't think LA Chinese restaurants are great with scallion pancake. Like, there's only one that I've ever been to, and that's the one everyone tells me is, is more like a New York style one. So I think she gets the crab rangoon that she was talking about, and I think yeah. she gets some. Uh, I think she gets some. Um, uh, let's say some uh, sweet and sour soup, or hot. Yes. And sour, hot sorry, hot and sour soup. Um, yes. Yeah, she gets some hot and sour soup. And the crab rangoon, and I think maybe just like a side of uh, spam fried rice with the shrimp toast. Yeah. So nice. yeah, you are sitting on uh, a slightly or sitting around a slightly wobbly round metal uh, outdoor seating table uh, with styrofoam containers full of your respective foodstuffs. Yeah, uh, she got the appetizers and... to share, so she's sharing the crab rangoon. Yeah, with yeah. The shrimp toast, everybody. Nice. I get uh, double and... the rangoon. And uh, as you uh, as you are sitting down to eat, there is a uh, a sound, distant at first, and it grows into cacophony so immense it can be heard throughout the valley, and you see it coming from the northwest, screaming through the sky, a flying saucer adorned with neon lights, like something out of a bad fifty sci-fi movie. It whizzes past at high speeds, heading southeast, chugging and spitting and screaming with power. For a moment, it looks like it might be able to avoid crashing into the ground as it begins to lift up again. And the three of you, along with the other patrons at the restaurant, watch as the flying saucer begins to ascend into the sky. But it's in the wrong place at the wrong time, whizzing overhead Burbank Airport, just as a FedEx plane is coming in for a land. The saucer swerves, narrowly (laughs) avoiding a collision. But it's a maneuver that costs it some flight integrity. The ship tries to straighten out and regain some lift, but it's too late. The engines hack and wheeze their last, and the saucer heads on a collision course eastward. <laughs> then, there is an almighty crash as the ship makes its final fatal crash landing in a construction site just south of the airport. Wait, would, would the construction site happen to be building the future home of an electronics store? It would, in fact, be the future home of an electronics store. Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I feel like yes. 
I I feel like it washed over us all at different times. Like Dan was the so first great. to immediately Watching get it. Watching it cascade was like, oh. yeah. Dan was the first to get it, and then I felt me get it, and then I was making Ben laugh because I was laughing, and then it came over to, to Kate. Oh my god, that was so great how that worked. How that washed. I'm over almost all. certainly gonna have to re-record this after the fact, but yeah. That was, uh, it was oh, so don't. great watching it ping like a pinball. For the listeners at home who are, don't live in... Since we have a significant number of United mm-hmm. Kingdom listeners, um, there is an electronic store in LA called Fries, and each of their locations has some really weird aspect to it. Like one looks like a like a like a like an Egyptian temple, like a pyramid sort of thing, and there's one in Burbank that looks like a UFO has crashed into the front of the building, and that is like just. And I and I that, should point out, it is not a local chain. In other states, they don't have gimmicks. It, they're just regular electronic yeah. stores. <laughs> Do they still exist, or they went on a business? They're, they're still around. Oh my gosh, yes! They I was exist. just oh, there. Nice. That's cool. I didn't know. Um, they're still technically open. Michael went there yeah. to take photos. I will say, for... an unrelated project. He insists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they for, insist. well, no, for for research, I went in and started taking photos and drew. I was literally drawing a, a map in my notebook. Like I was casing the joint. I was effectively casing <laughs> the joint, and no one at any point was like. Hi, sir. You're very obviously casing the joint and noting all the, like, exits and stuff. What's that about? Anyway, yeah, so you just watched this flying saucer crash. Oh. You know, you know, it's funny. I've seen that several times, and I never, I never knew where it came from. And now, that is, you know what, I should have, you know, it actually, this, the ship does look familiar, so I really should have, I really should have been more aware of what it was. Well, um, it's a good thing we're eating out of to-go boxes. <laughs> yeah you know it's funny uh little known fact if you unfold these they turn into plates anyway so um should we go help them since oh, it's yeah. a crash that's a is should we be concerned about that yeah you know what that's I mean, this food very... is really good but yeah i mean still. look chinese food is great when you eat it cold or reheat it so let's let's just you know what let's let's do that that's a really i like the way you think Gary Vu. i like it thank you I like it a lot all right um i just realized we have to walk there there's no uber that's the only way. <laughs> I mean, we have. Uh, I would like to point out you are at a Chinese. You are at a Chinese place that does deliveries. Mm. Oh, we'll just ask them. There's also like other patrons here as well. You got you got options. Um. Okay. Um. I, I I walk up to the counter, and I'm like, "Hi. Um, I know that we're here, but we would like to place a delivery order to that." construction site so that we could just get a ride to it <laughs> you you want to place an order this is the person by the counter who is just me in this I, I did not expect that accent <laughs> from you I, I I'm sorry to assume that but yeah well I, I I was I was I was born in China uh, raised in uh actually in in Watford in England and then I oh, moved here I actually if I had uh, known that I definitely would order tiki masala from you so I'm actually really annoyed that I didn't now um but yeah the, the, yeah we're one of the few Chinese places that does really good uh chicken tikka yeah in the I, valley I, so. now I know now I, I will you um, know what I will hang your menu on my on my in my tarnas and when I want to order good takeout I will order from you if if you can help me with my situation currently, which is that I do need to get a ride to that construction site, and I'll be happy to pay you a delivery fee and a good tip in order to do that. Uh, go ahead, go ahead and roll uh, <laughs> presence and convince. Okay. And you don't get a voice of authority bonus because you're not trying to be like authoritative. Yeah, here, that's fine. But I will give you. Do you have charming? 
Um, yes, I do. Uh, Shaman gives you a plus two, right? Okay, yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's do that. Can she also cool. get a, at least a plus one for carries, please? I think that was that was some yeah. PA I'll, magic. I'll, I'll, I'll give a plus two for for carries. Please. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank I you, don't Carrie. think you know PA Ooh, magic is not okay. an official trait um, in the system, but well, we're, yeah. you know, I, I roll an eleven on the dice that takes me up to twenty-four. Uh, guy behind the counter says, uh, "Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, uh, uh, here's the keys. Just just bring them back when you're done, and just hands you the keys to so their. They have a little." Uh, a little Nissan outside that they use for deliveries. Oh, that's not what I expected at all, but all right, thank you. They, you did a very the good job. <laughs> people in the 90s are yeah. really nice, Doctor. I, yeah. Um, I don't know, I just feel like I can trust you. Well, thank oh. you. Um, and I turn around, and I'm, while I'm holding his keys, I go, does anyone know how to drive a car? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie's from this area, maybe she should drive. No. Oh. No, it's okay. You can no. Uh, okay. Look, I, I'm, not, I'm not here for whatever this is, so just I put the keys right. down, and I'm like, whichever one of you wants right, to drive. I'm, I'm driving, you're navigating. <laughs> okay. You know right. Oh, me? Yeah, you, tra- Travis, you drive. Carrie, you can have shotgun, and I will just... Let's just get there! Yeah. Let's go! People are hurt, let's All go. Right. Uh, tra- who's, is tra- if Travis is yeah. driving Travis, I would like you to uh, roll coordination and transport to, to get there. Uh, oh, yeah, and this is Carrie, if you are providing navigation, I would I like you to roll ingenuity and knowledge, and because it is local, I'm going to give you um, a plus I also four. have sense of direction. Oh, snap! Can oh, yeah, I add... Yeah, I'll give you a plus two. Yeah, I'll give yourself a plus yeah, two for okay. sense of direction. I... 20! Good uh... roll. Oh, yeah, so it's a 15. Nice. Yeah, uh, Travis drives competently and carries very... Uh, efficient directions, uh, taking you to uh, the construction site where a pretty much finished Fry's Electronics. Uh, uh, Travis has seen. Travis has white uh, knuckles because this is the first time he's driven in Los Angeles and is just horrified <laughs> by the other drivers. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 an experience. Uh, so you arrive. I'm so, hold on, Travis is a New it's, Jersey driver, and he has the gall to criticize beast. California drivers. In one place, it's a completely different beast. My first time driving in LA okay. was absolutely okay. terrifying. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. That's the most Pennsylvanian I've ever been, and I'll put it away. I'll put it away. The the it's weird because the Ohio driver in me, like when I go back and drive in Ohio again, I get a lot of anxiety. It's like the reverse of the anxieties that I had when I was in that. Like here, it's like the selfishness of the driving, and like in Ohio, it's like it's 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 a different kind of it's like a Midwest selfishness versus a, a Southern California selfishness. But um, and also like California, it's also just like the sheer mass of people on the road. So if one person does something awful, it ruins everybody around them. Um, yep. But yeah. But, uh, th- but but Travis being from New Jersey makes me feel like someone's going, Hey, I'm walking here! I'm walking here! <laughs> <laughs> All right. You arrive at the construction site, and you can see through the, uh, the kind of canvas-covered construction fencing surrounding the edges of the property. There's a large, blocky building with a vaguely Art Deco motif on the front that would probably be ready to welcome customers, but not for the flying saucer jutting out of the front, thick green smoke wafting out of the rear exhaust ports. Despite taking a UFO to the face, however, the actual damage to the building appears to be minimal. Uh, and there's a Fry's branded delivery truck also parked around the side of the building that you can see. So while I was in the back seat of the car, um, mm-hmm. I got out my sonic screwdriver, and my assumption is that if a if a spaceship was crashing, that 
they probably sent out a distress signal of some sort. So I am, while we're on the way to the building, I'm running a signal kind of back to my TARDIS, and I'm essentially trying to triangulate based on where I am, where the ship is, and where they're sending their signal to in order to get an idea if I, if I recognize the people that this ship is from. Because uh, I would either have it from, like, Feel the Turn of the Universe or Time Lord or just, like, it might be something that's in the TARDIS database or something that I could, like, recognize. Because it feels like that's um, a possibility. I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to have you do any roles just yet or do any uh, kind of uh, story point spend. I'm going to tell you this. Right now, you are not picking up at any kind of distress signal. Okay. Well, they seem fine. Let's just go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to uh, the first serial. Uh, no, we'll be back parking. next. All right. <laughs> I'm parking well, here. I'm parking here. Oh, sorry. sorry. We were doing a driving test. Well, I think you failed. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that just take that red marker out and just, just put an X on that one. Yeah, jeez. Um, parking. The entire property is um, that the, everything's finished being built. But it is surrounded by a kind of a mesh construction fence covered in that kind of the blue canvas that they sometimes put over construction fences. Uh-huh. All right. Um, uh, all right. Um, everyone, just put on your official faces. You look very official. You and she, and she points to, to Carrie. I want your sternness. I want your stern face. Mm-hmm. Okay, that you're. you're, you're... I'm still gonna eat noodles. <laughs> okay. While I work. Well, I, I, you know what? I do think that we should probably put the food. Uh, First of all, I do think it was a bit rude to have been eating in that young, nice young man's car because he did offer it up to us, uh, and I think that you we, clearly we didn't get to eat our lunch. We should. We, well, you know what, Carrie? I bet the aliens would like to eat their lunch too, and sometimes think bad things happen. But I, we definitely should probably take it. There's a very nice car wash nearby in North Hollywood that's that's very presidential themed at this point in time. Uh, will one day be movie themed? But for now, it's presidential themed, and we should take it there when we're done because they they anyway. Um, we. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That was a very um, real Dr. Red. I liked it. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So, Carrie, I, look, I'm just, just saying, like, you, it, it, it undercuts just. You know what? Fine. You know what? You're, you're, you're such no, an authoritative figure. I'll put it down. Fig- I'll put it down. No, no. no you're such an authoritative here. figure. No, you're like, I'm no, not even going to stop eating. No, you can let me in while no, I eat my dinner. Whatever, no, whatever works for you and your character. No, she, like, aggressively puts down the. the <laughs> and then she's like, now, see. And, and like carpet. sneaks a uh, crab anyway. rangoon into her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, like because they give you one with the lunch, so she sneaks she sneaks the one in the pocket oh, and then man. puts the egg roll on the other one. I don't know where you're getting the, the crab rangoon lunch at, but I want to go to that place. All right, no, um, you get like yeah, you get like the lunch the lunch bundle, and they give you like two appetizers, like in the egg roll. Travis has to oh, has to turn and nice. say, this is delightful, "If you two don't way. stop, I will turn this car right around." <laughs> I will throw these noodles at you. The doctor actually does look a little bit like scolded. Like she kind of like, oh, um, all right, okay. Well, back to what. I, listen, just, I'm giving uh, Travis. I'm giving you. you a story point back for that. That was that, that was, was magical. That was great. Um, okay. I want everyone to put your game faces on. We are very official. We we mean business. All right. Let's uh, let's take this out. So then I, I kind of flip open my... I kind of have my um, psychic paper at the ready. And then mm-hmm. I I walk over to where it seems like there might be like a security guard that is probably guarding the construction site. 
so that I can like get him to let us in. Yeah, I would say that kind of the the north facing fence, uh, that that's that mm. that road there that runs parallel to the 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 train tracks. There is probably a, a a a gate there that can be opened and closed, and there's a little security hut there. And there's a guy in there that's probably using. He's probably on the uh, phone right now. Doctor, do you have any sunglasses on you? Do I have sunglasses? Um, and I pull out, and I have the exact Sonic sunglasses that Capaldi used to wear. Um, <laughs> They're bad. Can I? Can I wear them? I I, I want to try something. Oh, okay. Yes, but um, don't don't look at the browser. And then I like give them to him. <laughs> the doctor can have a story point back for that. Actually, yes. you know what? I'm gonna search the car to see if there's another pair of sunglasses. I figure the more of us in sunglasses, the more official we're gonna look. Uh, if you want to, ah. if you want to spend uh, two story points, there are two pairs of sunglasses in. Yeah, room. I'll do it. Yeah, so the, do- the- that's a pair. Yeah, oh, so the doctor I was, I was one gonna, story point for each pair. I was gonna, I was gonna like Sonic my glasses so they like tinted up. Like, but I like yours. But I, since you're since you're spending okay, story yeah, points, yeah, because I, I I'll, I'll give you the Sonic ones back because sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. The doctor puts it back on, and you just like hear her like delete something and then like... <laughs> all right so yeah you are you are walking up to this little security uh this 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 gate with this little and we are looking sharp in by the way because uh, we are dressed to the nines yeah. we yeah. got our sunglasses oh yeah and and uh, i'm gonna throw this security guard uh character at michael oh i was hoping you would all right great yeah uh so the security guard is sort of looking nervously uh, at the the crash, and it's like just very very out of his depth. Uh, um, uh, hello, uh, hello. Wait, do, sir, for- do you sir? see this? It's, it's incredible, sir. Sir, we need you to calm down, sir. Oh. We are here to take care of this, sir. See, we're we're agents from and like Carrie pulls out her like phone. Like, just starts because it's <laughs> see see like that there see that's our credentials okay oh wow i need oh. you to let us in right now yeah I, uh, right I now so and the doctor like looks at her so like like your paper and just folds up and put puts it back in her pocket that works i guess it works absolutely um, and, uh, and carrie has voice of authority which i definitely nice. think she's gonna use in this yeah. i just love that that was great i like that the doctor's like ready to do her normal trick and then <laughs> Carrie like just like beat her to it <laughs> with like regular tech with like what is now to us mundane technology, but to them would seem like out of the nowhere. So like it's it's like ten years later technology. So she's yeah. like, oh, oh, I guess I don't need to. Okay. Right. Yeah, because she's not wearing sunglasses. There's a, there was only two pairs of sunglasses. So oh, no, there's no, 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 there was two for oh. you. And I already had oh, one pair. Oh, got it, yeah. got it, got it. Never mind. But yes, still, yeah. you look really cool. I'm just gonna say. Oh yeah, no, I look, you look I, real cool. That's, I, I was just trying to play it off super, super cool of like this guy doesn't know what this is. <laughs> and as as you've all been having that conversation in the car, the guard has really nervously like moved, pulled the the kind of wood gate thing, wood fence thing to the side. Uh, we've, got all, we've got ourselves <laughs> like, here. Please, uh, b- 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 please. Yeah, yeah, there's no there's no time to race. We've got ourselves a, a class th- three incursion, so we really got to make yeah. sure we... Oh, yeah, yeah. What's, what's your name? Sir, sir, is Jim, is it Jim? It, it's it's not Jim, but uh, th- uh, thank you. Sir. It's uh, Jim now, codename Jim. Yeah. We're going to call you Jim. Yeah. And that way, that way nothing oh. can be traced back to you if we need to. And, you, and that's good for you, Jim. 
So what I need you to do... Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. (laughs) Doctor. All right, you get another story point back. I'm sorry. That's so good. (laughs) Doctor, wow. uh, uh, Absolutely. She she is, but Jim, what I really need you to do right now is go across the street and go get us some extra crab rangoon. Can you do that while we do this? I need you to, like, do this for us. You got this, Jim? All right. Oh, and Jim. Jim. Pushes him. I need you to get me, go to the 7-Eleven and get me a Diet Dr. Pepper. It's very important. Oh, yeah, there's right. there's the little, um, there's like the bodega right next to the, the, the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, Jim, we don't have time for Jim, you to explain right, to us. Right, right, I'm right. so sorry. We're, we're, we're delegating the task to you to handle it. That's why we're giving it to you. So however you need to get it done, just get it done. But we're going to go, again, again, as I said, class Three, cla- three uh, I look at Carrie and Travis like I said three right yeah. incursion yeah. and we need to lock down the perimeter and um, while the doctor is saying this Carrie's just pushing this yeah. guy just out of the yeah. gate oh I think like, Jim uh, having having gotten his orders and his new name uh, just immediately does that <laughs> that like security guard hand on his gun like jog down this and he just jogs away to go get <laughs> the things you have he just jogs down the street the way you drove to go get the stuff which is uh, and at, when he's blocked. gone, I it's look like at my companions mile. and I go, "Yeah, yeah." But I look at my <laughs> companions, I go, I-, "I have to be honest, that's never worked that well before, ever." So I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit keyed up, but also a little bit nervous. But but great work, Carrie. That was very good. Um, let's. All mall, mall cops are the same, Doctor. Once once you've seen one '90s movie, you you can tap into their mindset. Again, I wish you would stop disparaging the '90s right in front of me like this. But yes, let's go and check out this <laughs> ship. So I think we head towards the spaceship, and now I'm I'm scanning with my sonic again, trying to get a reading on it. Like I'm looking for life signs. I'm looking for um any imminent threats of explosion or like anything like that or anything that's like a, a, a imminent and obvious safety threat. Um, yeah, do you want to use the Sonic story point to do a scan? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so you do a scan, the ship is, uh, is heavily damaged, uh, the engines are kind of kaput, but it's not, it's not gonna fly again, it's not about to explode though, the ship is, is at this point is kind of basically benign. Um, there is a certain amount of electronic discharge coming from one of the devices uh, within the ship that is actually arcing down, uh, preventing you from entering through the front doors of the store. It would actually be lethal for you to do so, to just walk through those doors. It's a shame, really, because otherwise the doors look relatively fine. Uh, it looks like a person, people could walk in or out underneath this thing uh, with ease if they wanted to go and buy uh, electronic goods and supplies. Uh, but right now, you are being prevented from doing so. Okay, well, to, we're not... Travis, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to pick up your N64 today. Um, but, you know, we'll figure out what else we need. Well, we still have a few um, years for that. Oh, I thought it's it was a... mid-90s. Okay, I apologize. I was, I was yeah, I think six, late 96. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, so oh, a well, year. To be fair, my mind, I was thinking 90. <laughs> so correct. Um, so then I actually just cut my, my hands around my mouth and I, I shouts up like, Oi! Anybody? Anybody still alive in there? Anyone in need of any sort of assistance? Um, we, we are here in peace to help you. Um, I, uh, on behalf of the Shadow Proclamation, I am, I am tasked with the, uh, the benevolent aid in a group that needs it. So if you need any assistance, please be... Um, any, what? What's going on? 
doctor, I can throw them an egg roll. And Carrie tosses up the egg roll from her, like, pocket into, like, towards the spaceship. I mean, you might, uh, want, you might have asked if they had an order before you just threw food at them. They might it, take that as an insult. Flings up well, everybody in, loves food. It flings up, lands on the top of the flying saucer, rolls down, and then splats in front of the store. I Now, I, I have to object here. I think that Kate should be allowed to make a roll to see how effectively she is able to land this egg roll somewhere. You know what? You're right, and I apologize. <laughs> Carrie, you can give me coordination, and uh, I'm going to call this marksman. I will Thank not you. stand for your okay. your egg rail roll. This thing. is like when... Oh, thank God I'm lucky. Oh, what happens when you roll snake eyes twice, even though you're lucky? Uh, the first one you get to re-roll, but the second one sticks. Okay. okay. Well, well, I love I that I, like, much. jokingly made a railroading <laughs> joke, and then... Like fate railroaded Kate anyway, right? Into the <laughs> yeah, did anyway. You fail, fate roaded. Yeah, I, um, I got, I got a four. It's this a is ro- four. this is actually worse this time because as you go to throw it, uh, it doesn't really go that far, but a passing pigeon swoops down <laughs> and picks it up in midair. Uh, that's and better. Are you fly- kidding me? A happy pigeon <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. And then it just it just flies away. It's only uh, worse because no, no one ever believed the story. It was an egg roll. Just, just as a non sequitur, just away I turn back to the doctor and go, oh, remember Slough Bird Slinger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder how he's doing. Maybe he's in the ship. Um, egg roll. No. You're peeking um, at our notes. Hey! Um, again, uh, so we did try to feed you, which, well, we saw how that went, but I promise you that our rescue operation will be more coordinated and, and thoughtful than throwing a greasy bit of food at you. Um, again, hello, is anybody there, and do you need assistance? Uh, but- I am here to help. Uh, you don't hear an immediate response from the inside of the store, um, I'm yelling at the I will ship point out the, the store. Oh, of oh, the ship? No, sorry. Okay. You don't, yeah, you don't hear um, a response from ben, the Ben, did you say the electricity okay. is arcing from the building or from the ship? It's arcing from the okay. ship down to the ground immediately beneath the ship. It's basically blocking the right, ship. Well, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't yeah. the uh, building like itself like to cut no, the power. I'm, I was oh, I'm sorry. asking I'm sorry. for myself because I didn't know what the setup was. Yeah. Um, so we were essentially like in a video game situation where... This, like this is an entrance to a level and you can't go in this way so you have to find another way to get into it basically correct okay um all right um i don't think we should split up because well why would we um we're recording a podcast yeah um i think we should sneak around to the back um and hopefully our friend jim will uh man the front by the time he gets back with our snacks and our uh, our distractions well we saw um, so delivery trucks um, there's probably uh, a dock a loading dock or something like that Right, that's what that that is what I was referring to when I said the back. So let's go <laughs> to that and let's uh, let's go find that out. All right, yeah, you you head over to the rear of the store and there is a uh, a loading dock um, in the southeast corner, uh, which is where the truck is is parked. Um, and the actual did we gate... did we walk back there? Or did we stay in the car and drive around? It's up to you. <clears throat> Travis, would you have? No, I, I presume we got out of the car when we were dealing with the security guard. Okay. Okay, so we ran around. Okay. Yeah, so you you find the you find the uh, the, the loading dock and there is a gate, um, and it is down, but it is not closed all the way. There is a little gap underneath, um, about uh, about a foot uh, in height. Thank you for this. I have yeah. sent um, the team a map. 
Yeah, I, I asked about the car only because I wanted to know, in case it matters later, where the car is located. So if we have to run to the car, we know if it's in the back or the front of the building. Okay. And I'm really glad that I know where office supplies are in case I want to buy some printer toner later. So, <laughs> um, you know, in case you need to, I don't know, Macaulay Culkin a solution. You know where yeah. some things may be. Amazing. Also, I have no idea what the camera yeah. situation is like in 95, but I cannot imagine it was very robust. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I think we go around back to the loading dock. All right. Yeah, you you head to the loading dock, and you see the, the gate of the loading dock is almost entirely closed. It's not closed all the way. It's like a foot shy of actually connecting with the, uh, with the ground, so it's not fully closed. All right, do either of you have those kind of bones that can be, like, softened so you can, like, slide underneath that? Is that, like, a thing... I'm looking by your faces that that is not a thing that you can do. Oh, you were asking the humans. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I. You know what? Clearly, I've been traveling space a lot, and yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Um. Should we try to see if we can grab this gate and just push it up? Like maybe, maybe, maybe it's not locked. Maybe it was being put down when the thing attacked, and they don't. Or the thing crashed, sure. and we don't know. Isn't Travis like a Terminator now, and he can just muscle it up? By himself? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'm good at I'm good at like technology. I'm still like my body. Oh, so you is don't still have me. telekinesis? No, I wish I did. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah it's I more, know. More of like a like a computer war tennis shoot situation. Than okay, a... so we got to work for this. Okay, all right, that's fine. Um, yeah, Travis, I do have to ask you. You are not a Terminator, right? Because you have to tell no, me. I, to no, <laughs> otherwise it's entrapment. As yeah. far as I know, no. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. If I find so out, what do we do? If I find out that you're a Terminator, I will be very cross with you. All right. I mean, um, I, I have done a lot of time traveling, obviously, but that's true. And you do get naked. For Strictly clothes. I don't understand why. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> sorry. All right. So then the three of us, the three of us, I think, are going to try to like at least. I don't know. If they're, I'm not going to take what the editors do with their characters, but the doctor walks over and is trying to push it up and hoping that her party will also push it up oh, with yeah. her. Oh, yeah. Travis is falling, too. Because <laughs> I like the idea of oh, you yeah. guys not doing it, and she's, like, pushing it, and you guys are like, that's not going to work. So then she just is like a fool. Um, all right. So are the three of us able to push this gate up? Uh, I would like all of you to give me strength and athletics, please. Okay. That's a big old a nine. I have a 13. Nine. 13. I got a Whitaker. 10. Oh boy. Um, it's rough. <clears throat> you are able to kind of pry it open a little bit. Um, you're able to get it another foot off of the ground and then the entire mechanism jams. And no matter how hard you push, you cannot, you'll push or pull. In fact, you can't seem to get the gate to move any further than, than where it is. Um, uh, all right. It, it is should it, be high it, enough for it to get in, right? That's what I was saying. Is it high enough for yeah. us to slide underneath it? Yeah, you could probably both fit. You'll say both, like there's only two of you. I mean, there's only like Kate's arm right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all three of you could easily f- like fit underneath this thing. There's enough room for you to kind of. There is enough room for you to kind of fit underneath through this door now. All right. Um. All right. So yeah, I think I slide underneath the door. All right. Yep. And then I go. Oh, this is a good jacket too, and I like dust off my jacket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you there's now... some sauce on. How did I get sauce on? All right. <laughs> yeah, you're you're now in slightly dusty. Uh, uh, tuxedos and uh, uh, a velvet suit. Uh, as you get up, get up off the ground, and you, you, because you're now in the in kind of the loading dock, there are pallets and boxes, all shrink wrapped, full of various 
uh, electronic supplies and equipment of various different shapes and sizes, um, all all waiting to be unloaded. Um, there is a forklift truck, and then there is the uh, the the large uh, gate that is all the way open that leads onto the, sh- the the store floor proper. All right. Well, I'm just going to call this right now. If it comes to this, I my div, my money is on Carrie driving the forklift. Um, let's um, <laughs> yes, but let's, yes, let's, let's let's just go into the store for now. Let's let's see if all these folks are alive, if they're hurt, and uh, what we can do about that. So then, all yeah, right. head into the store. Um, uh, is there right. a flashlight like nearby, like a loading dock might have, like a fire extinguisher and like those oh, sorts yeah, of there's, things? There's almost certainly a... that. Uh, there's almost certainly going to be like an earthquake preparedness kit nearby with flashlights and so on. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna grab the flashlight. I'm going to add my crank flashlight to that flashlight. Yeah. Spines. Do it. Yeah. So two of you now have flashlights um, and you walk into the store interior, which is this dimly lit vast space filled with shelves, all stocked with the latest and greatest in cutting edge 1995 technology gadgets, equipment, gear, wires, plugs, and parts. The ceiling is a freshly painted admiral blue, and the floors are a pearl white linoleum with nary a footprint or scuff mark upon it. This is a store that is almost ready to open. But it's empty. There's nobody here, not even a security guard on duty inside of the store. The place seems to be deserted, and yet you cannot help but feel that you are not alone. I like that it's both a construction site that still has fencing and canvas set up, but is also a fully stocked store that's getting ready to open. Um, uh, oh, look at that. Grease. That's the TV that I use in my... Like, I think a lot of the electronics you're seeing lying around, you've seen pieces of similar models inside my TARDIS. <laughs> I was going to say, Carrie's hand gets tired from the hand crank and she realizes there's a flashlight on her and I don't know why I didn't make that choice earlier. <laughs> so also, just a point of order: you don't have to continually crank the flashlight, and they like you you crank it a few times. Yeah, I know it's it's, it's like a little bit yeah. right. No, but I just realized for her and my sake, I could just turn on the flashlight on the phone, and a it would be brighter, b less work. So I don't know what my brain this. pictured it as being like a jack in the box. Like Shh, someone else is here. Quickly, turn on the flashlight. Yeah, right. Um, Carrie, actually, I would recommend going back to the flashlight you grabbed because you don't want to flash too much future technology around. That that's about fifteen years oh. past this time frame. Oh. So. oh, okay. I guess. Oh, man, I really didn't want to get this carpal tunnel going, but all right. Again, that that's not really here. And then I like I like do a doctory thing and like scan it with my sonic so that the light just turns on like 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 the way i would with like a phone or like a (laughs) all right so you can see from where you are you can see the front of this ufo where it's crashed into the Mm -hmm. front of the store uh and a a certain amount of rock and debris kind of underneath it and you can see fully exposed even though the, the light's quite dim uh you can just make out the cockpit um, where the the front of the cockpit has slid open, um, and there is there is no one inside of the ship. Okay, can I make a roll, my Sonic, to scan for life signs in the building aside from the three of us? Uh, yeah, you can absolutely do that. Uh, what that am, would what am I be uh, that is going to be ingenuity and technology. Okay. Okay, that without anything else added to it, that's a fifteen. <clears throat> okay, fifteen for fifteen. You, I will tell you, there are. 
two humanoid like uh, uh organic life forms present in this uh in this building right now okay i'm gonna move towards whatever signal i'm getting from that okay um as you sorry no sorry go ahead i would say i'm still continuing all my shadow proclamation kind of stuff and i'm saying like in case you didn't hear me outside uh my name is the doctor i i am authorized uh by the shadow proclamation to offer assistance to sentient species that are in need of aid uh, I, I should note, this is a sovereign world that technology predates uh, intergalactic travel. So there is there is a delicate level of discretion that we need to follow here. But the most important thing is that you are healthy and safe. And I am, I am here to offer you assistance. Uh, please respond to my calls for aid if you are able to. Um, you you don't hear any response, but you are following the the tracker on the Sonic. Okay. And uh, you can. Uh, how are you? Is it is it just gonna like? Is the light gonna get brighter? Or is it is it like beeping or chirruping as it gets closer? Are we talking like the um, uh, uh, flesh and stone style proximity detection where it's where it's beeping or what are we? How are we doing this? So the way I have always kind of imagined the Sonic working, especially a modern Who. Is that it's almost like a psychic interface. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why, like, the doctor will just, like, turn it and look at it. And, like, it's, yeah. like, it was, like, it was, like, reading reading somehow, even though, like, yeah. it's just a flashing light. So I always imagine that it's almost as if, like, the doctor can see a screen that we don't see because it's, like, being projected into her mind. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I'm, I'm imagining. It's almost like having a, a heads-up display in a video game where she's, like, zero. Like, while, while sure. she's scanning, she can, like, see signals of lights appearing wherever she's heading like what what it's finding yeah so it's almost like i to, to again do a video game example like whenever games like skyrim or um assassin's creed or something where when you do like that kind of pulse thing and then yeah. the game shows you where figures are that's what i think is happening now she's getting like a heat signature sort of thing where people are sure. standing Okay, so yeah, you're getting this uh, this kind of pulse coming from a particular direction, and, and you begin heading in that direction, and then the pulse gets uh, kind of uh, stronger and stronger until it should be right on top of you. But the aisle of the store that you're in right now, there is no one else here. Okay, I immediately look up, like like someone might you be in immediately well. look up, and uh, you immediately look up, and into the rafters you see kind of peering down, um, clinging to the ceiling. Uh, like full on Spider-Man style, uh, is a is a small gray alien, like a traditional Roswell's R- Roswell style gray alien with the big head, the kind of these kind of blackish blue reflective eyes, and it is clinging uh, to the ceiling. And as soon as you look up, and as soon as I'm assuming you're not the only one who's going to look up, I imagine someone's probably shining their torch on it at this point. Um, I imagine as soon as it realizes what's happened, it kind of look looks in terror and then scuttles off, um, panicked uh, off out of the. Oh my god, the doctor! Room. The truth is in here. <laughs> it's a bleep and a live alien. Um, <laughs> um, we don't we don't mean any harm to you. We're here to help you. We are friends. Uh, go ahead and roll presence and convince. Okay. And I'll give you charming as well, because you, because well, because you're charming. Well, thank you. Would anyone else like to add anything at this point? One uh... one got cocked. Is it fully out of the tray? I'm gonna re-roll it. 
Okay, and that's a worse roll, but I abide by my decision, so that's a 16 total. 16, okay. Uh, does anyone else want to do anything on top of that? I'm not going to say whether that will help or hinder at this point. But... Oh, yeah, I'll roll it. Oh, wait a second. I don't think there's anything I can do that would necessarily help. Yeah. Um, I'm going to roll. I'm going to spend one story point uh, okay. since I have, mm. since I got so many extra at this point. Uh, I'm going to spend one to maybe reflect the fact that maybe it's taken this long for the translation circuit to kick in. So that maybe like maybe everything I've been saying so far, it hasn't been able to understand me. So it's just heard like mm. a strange language calling out to it, but maybe like help you has clicked in somehow and that you are in control of how that is received but i think like maybe this is the moment so i'm spending the story point to reflect like this is the moment where the alien is starting to hear me or understand me i like i do like that yeah and i think with that role um uh michael i'm gonna i'm gonna hand this specific gray alien to you okay okay hand out with care because they're very fragile i think this uh gray realizes having realized uh, your intent um moves back in uh, sort of towards the light is a better way of putting that um and then kind of calmly drops from the the rafters sort of under the top of the shelf and still having the higher ground uh obviously the the rules of engagement um and uh uh so yeah this this gray kind of crouches down and is like doctor you see you say you're the you're the doctor. You can you can help us. Yes, I I, I saw your ship crashed, and I'm just trying to help you however I can. Oh, uh, 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 please, uh, please, um, my my co-pilot, uh, uh, they're hurt. Uh, if if you could if you could help provide medical assistance before before they get here, we don't have much time. I, how can I provide them assistance before they're here? Oh no, my my, uh, uh, of course I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. And, and uh, the oh, gray oh, is oh, sorry. Like, gonna... So you, they need help, but then somebody else is coming. I just, I'm so I I misunderstood the yes. Um, and then I go to the the one who's hurt, and I I do um a do I have any sort of medical medical? Um, I have a very small medical, but I will do um. Uh, again, I will. I'll, you know what? I already burned the two regular stomach fever points, but I'll burn two more of my regular um, um, story points to do a scan, like a medical scan on this person, so instead of rolling. Okay. Since that I'll is the thing that my spice it. can do. So, let, let's do this. I'm gonna... Um, let, let me describe you going to the, 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 other, the other alien. Okay. Um, so, the, this, this little grey alien leads you uh, to uh, kind of the, the cash register area. Um, and behind one of the cash registers is a, uh, there's another gray alien on the floor with an injury on their leg. They're also holding a small device that kind of to Travis and Carrie looks a little bit like a Nintendo 64 controller, but with more lights attached to it. Like a prop department got hold of a Nintendo controller and just slapped some things on it to make it look more sci-fi. We know that wouldn't actually happen, of course, but... I'm a slider fan, I get you, Ben. Let's say that's what happened. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's uh, this this gray alien. They're they're laying on the floor with with this with with this leg injury, holding this uh, th this device, and they uh, uh, they 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 look up at you, uh, and they 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 look over to the other the other gray alien, and uh, and and uh, the other alien says, "Gene, who who are these people? 
Basically, these these humans are here to to help us. They they don't uh they don't they don't seem to be connected to the hunter. Uh oh. Okay, we're definitely gonna need to know more. About... Tell you what, Carrie, Carrie, you talk mm. to Jean. Was it Jean? Yes. I, I point to Jean. You talk Jean? to Jean. Find out about the hunter. Um, okay. And I will. I will. Travis and I will see if we can um, help Macy here. Travis, um, I, I might need you to run through some databases in that brain of yours to see if you can detect who the species is and learn about their um, anatomy and, and how to help them medically while I scan to look for the, what the damage is. Okay. Uh, as as you uh, as you begin to 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 do your specific tasks, um, there is an almighty chunk as all of the lights on the store switch on at once. The dark spaces and shadowy corners are now brightly lit by industrial-grade halogens. And Travis, you become aware of something new in the store, some kind of technological presence, but you can't quite pin it down. One moment you can feel it near PC hardware, and the next it's near home appliances, then car electronics, then toys and games, then cellular phones. Whatever it is, it moves like lightning, disappearing and reappearing, seemingly at random. Doctor, we we have... There, there's something here. There's something else here, I should say. And... So, so only Travis noticed that? Travis Travis uh, sensed that because it is okay. technological and because he has, he's tech-sensitive. Yeah, Travis, I, I, I'm... The lights... Something else going on. The lights came on, but this, this person... This, this this alien is very very hurt, and it, we need to get them taken care of so that if something is threatening. We can yeah, but I think if we can move them safely to somewhere that's a little more protected, we might need to do that because I'm getting a really bad feeling. Okay, let's um. You're saying you got a bad feeling about this? Um, let's <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. Okay, Ben. Are those security gates that the actual store has in the? checkout section are those there uh well because yes. you said the store is basically about to open but i don't know what it looked like in 95 yeah it's it's pretty much yeah, ready yeah to so go. if we could yeah. if but also remember we can't go out the front door because electric zaps no i know but it's like behind where the um like the clerks stand there's like a um like a fence like where they keep electronics and stuff like that so basically yeah. i'm trying uh-huh. to get us inside okay. the fenced area just to protect ourselves a little bit okay yeah i'm down with that Okay, yeah, I, I, I turn to the alien who's hurt. I don't know which of the two it is, and I say, Macy, are you okay for us to move you, or...? or... Uh, I, I, I should be, as long as, long as I don't put too much pressure on this okay. leg. I can, I can carry you, and so I, I kind of pick them up and carry them. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm not going to have you roll for that. You, you do it successfully. Good job. And I think I, I think uh, Travis will be the last yeah. one to go into the area, because like, I'm sort of like looking around kind of try to see if I can see anything rather than feel out what's going on. Since I'm, since I'm sort of the only one who knows what this thing is, I, I feel like I need to be on point. The Doctor's carrying uh, Macy into the kind of uh, cage area uh, as, as as Carrie. Carrie, what are you doing right now? I am talking to talking to Jean. Um, I've been debating between like, does Carrie offer them the crab ring? Uh, first of all, it's they. Um. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. They proper now, proper pronouns always. Um, 
I'm gonna hold on to that crab rangoon for now. <laughs> so, um, I would just assume that Carrie turns to Jean and starts asking him, like, probably the simple questions of, uh... So, where are you from? Ah, uh, we are from, a uh, another world far from here. It would be quite difficult to explain, and some, some of the terms that... Usually we have a sort of book, and it shines a map, and it's easier to rely on the technology, but it's just... Got it? Uh, you know, we're from... Yeah. Could you draw it? Uh, do you have a five-dimensional pen? No, but I have a cell phone. Ooh. Do you know how to use them yet? Yeah? Yeah? Um, could you look up, uh, Alpha Centauri on the cell phone? <laughs> I mean, there's no Wi-Fi in 95, as far as I know, so well, your phone's I've, just like, Haven't I previously given I? the phone the old Rose Tyler yep. thing? Oh, never yeah, mind. Yeah, you I gave it, like, magical so, yeah. yeah. Well, you showed um, me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you type Alpha Centauri into Google and just get lots of listings for the, the video game. I was gonna say, um, yeah, I was gonna say by the Alpha Centauri comes up. <laughs> but so the then, video game? Gene? Uh, uh, no. The galaxy. No? no. Oh. The doctor yells out, I think if we could, like, move ahead to the hunter's element and, like, what you're afraid of. As, uh, like, we're not as concerned about, like, the yogurt places in your neighborhood or, like, where you're from <laughs> or what the climate oh. is like. I just, you seem to be threatened by something, and so maybe like, let's, like, focus our conversation on that. And then I go back to got trying it, to help got the, it. like, the Sorry, character. this is, like, only my, like, Fifth time doing this thing. So. You know, it's not just on. It's on both of you, really. I'm, I actually thought that the a, that, that Gene would maybe be a little bit more uh, urgent with the information they're providing. That's just. Anyway, I apologize. I I'm in shock. I just crashed my spaceship <laughs> into an electronics store. Yeah, let's get let's get into that. Let's get into why. Anyway, I'm trying to help your friend, and then I go back to trying to help Macy's leg. <laughs> oh, you're right. We should probably. Oh, uh, what what she said. Yes, yeah. Gene. I, I, just, just give her as much information so we can get out of this blasted circuit city. Who's that? That's that's Macy. They're a lot. Um. Oh, we're friends. Uh, they've got a really good point. The the, the um, th uh -huh. there's a deadly machine yes. that is hunting us across oh. the galaxy uh, on behalf oh. of a madman, and got it. They damaged our ship's power system. It's completely destroyed we won't we won't be able to leave and got it i'm not sure if, if our people even received our distress signal we may be got it alone here but, but the i guess the doctor's a very good point the more imminent problem is is of course the deadly machine with the built-in teleport system yeah the, yeah i was gonna ask you weaknesses any weaknesses we gotta cut straight to the no no it's no i'm sorry no. did you just say teleport system we should probably go over so we're not yelling as much to the sun. I will say this actually quickly, Carrie, as you are talking to Jean, you see uh -huh. some movement in the corner of your eye. And I'm going to have you do, just very quickly, I would like you to do an awareness and uh, awareness and coordination. Add those together. Let's do that. Eleven. Okay. Um, as you, you, you see this movement in the corner of your eye and you turn, 
to 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 look at what it is and you just catch the briefest glimpse of this like silver silhouette as it leaps into the air and disappears like a bad cut in an old sci-fi movie hey guys when you see a silver surfer is it a bad thing oh, yeah no. it usually means galactus is coming it's found I us mean, i think the con- i think the context of teleportation madman techno yeah i'm gonna say bad i'm gonna say bad bad also that second film i don't recommend seeing if you have the chance don't don't take it um yeah 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 uh okay uh you were saying weaknesses there were none right gene all we all we could do is hide and 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 now it knows where we are it's found us the shining death found found us. us While while there while this is happening before we move on to the next plot beat, because um, simultaneous to this, I've been trying to help Macy. So can yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. I I did do that check to see what's going on with them. Is there anything I can do sure. to like stabilize the leg or make sure that they're okay? Yeah, straight up. If you want to do ingenuity and medicine, okay. Yeah, that's a good one for me. Is there anything in my? I don't think so, unless it's time traveler, but I don't think that would affect anything. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, oh, oh, that was not great. Um, that is only going to be a 12. 12. Um, you're able to, uh, kind of stabilize, uh, Macy, uh, and get their leg back to a, uh, to manage the pain, but they're still not able to really walk on it or put any pressure on it. So they are going to still kind of be a hindrance in terms of like moving quickly. Well, Macy, I'm afraid to let you know that if you try to walk away, you're <laughs> 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 right, How many story points do you have right now? Are you full? I have ten right now. Alright, put one back in your Sonic. Alright. <laughs> put one back in your Sonic. <laughs> put that in your Sonic. <sighs> Alright, so my Sonic is full again. Cool. Alright. Macy <laughs> looks at you and says... Between you and me, how does, how does, how does Jean seem to you do they seem okay uh i mean they're pretty focused on the the being hunted part so it's hard to like gauge that as being okay for anyone that seems like a pretty traumatic thing to be dealing with so i'm saying that they do not seem okay but they also shouldn't considering the situation i i just want you to promise me that if he comes you'll you'll keep gene safe gene Gene is my world. Gene means everything to me, and though I try to hide it, it it's clear <laughs> my world crumbles when they are not near. Oh, it's an it, alien love story. You're getting very choked up at the idea of saying goodbye. Um, what is what is this thing that you have? What's this device? This is a a a a, a signal beacon. I, I've been able to reverse engineer. Uh, the the stress signal beacon from from our ship, and I could activate it at any time. But the minute I do, that he'll be able to find us. Although I guess now, now that his 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 robot has found us, it's it's only a matter of time. If I can, if I activate this, we will be able to. Someone in the sector should find us, should pick up our signal, and should be able to take us away. But then he will come. Who is he? He is a hunter. He is. He has pursued us uh, through galaxies and solar systems, um, to, with the with, for purely selfish reasons. We've done nothing to him, 
and he wants to see us cook. Cooks? He... His name is Polydine of the Androgum, and... <laughs> and he he gotcha. our, our our species are have become coveted by the androgum for our I guess delicious liver I guess I don't know they they kind of view them as truffles so we our numbers have been dwindling over the years as they as they have captured and cooked and eaten us and at any moment now Paula Dean could show up and kill us both. You're all in the kind of security cage area behind the the checkouts. Um, oh, okay, cool. So all of you are there now as as a as a group, mm-hmm. and you are also aware now that there is this robot, this transporting robot that disappears and reappears in places um, out there in the store. Um, what do you want to do right now? I really um, wish I had a baseball bat. <laughs> There is a low rumbling coming from the south of the store, like something approaching the building. And then suddenly, as if on cue, every speaker in the sounds department begins playing a sound alike of the final countdown that's frustratingly not quite close enough to the final countdown. As a very wide, extremely thin flying saucer slowly phases through the wall, doing no damage to the structure surrounding it. It comes to a stop. A door opens and a platform extends out. Smoke machines begin spraying as a large, physically imposing humanoid figure emerges from the spectacle. He is a large, muscular man with shockingly green hair, rosy skin, and vibrant red eyebrows with a goatee to match. He wears golden plate armor on his shoulders and shins, with a bandolier of kitchen knives of various sizes and sharpness arranged neatly down his torso. His voice booms over the in-store PA system, and he says, I am Polity, and they are lunch. Carrie, I wish you hadn't thrown that egg roll. As, as everyone is recovering from the reveal of the Big Bad's name for our story, uh, for, for the folks at home, if you haven't seen The Two Doctors, and I can't recommend it, uh, there is an alien species called the Androgum, who are super carnivorous monster people with incredible orange eyebrows. Enjoy. Oh my god! Oh, there's more. We're just getting started. What happens if the whole cast quits in the middle of a serial?
Well, of course, obviously, then you're going to have to go ahead and find yourself a cast iron to do the rest of the episode. <laughs> oh. Um, Shenanigans. Um, That's right. You all just struck so hard it came back around the gauge on your permanent cast members now. Gotcha. You can never leave. 